The following program is brought to you by the Preferred Home Team. Content is provided for general information only and should not be treated as a substitute for professional advice from your legal or real estate advisors. Welcome to the Real Estate Radio Hour, a forum of ideas, plans, and expert advice on all things real estate. Andy Prasky with Remax Advantage Plus was named Super Agent by Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Chris Rooney of Remax Preferred is a Lakeshore and Luxury Home Specialist. Together they cover the Twin Cities. This combined dynamic duo has sold over 2,000 homes, ranked in the top 1% nationwide, top 10 in the state of Minnesota and still have time to get together every Saturday to talk about real estate. Here's Abby Prasky and Chris Rooney, Denny Law, and the Real Estate Radio Hour. And we're back at it another Saturday in CCO on a wet one today, and uh, thanks for joining us. I was looking, uh, Chris, good morning. Good morning. I don't see Andy. I know. He's, is he he's taking a little traveling. Is it, is, is it, we we, do we off. call it well-deserved time? Does he get well-deserved time yeah. off? He's actually bringing his whole team that went to... Uh, somewhere in Mexico. So no kidding. Yeah. Well, good for them. Lucky guy. Good for them. We have not that our shows aren't usually special. But we have a very special show today exactly. for sure. Who did you bring well, with once, you today? Once we got rid of Andy, now we can bring in the real. <laughs> it's people. really special. Yeah, it works out All really right. good. So, well, tell um, us who our friends well, are. Yeah, in the first uh, first half of the show, we've uh, brought uh, the I guess the the boss man of Habitat for Humanity, Chris Coleman, on uh, former mayor of St. Paul. Absolutely yeah, so good to Chris see. Chris is here with us. Good to see the mayor. Yeah. Then Jen LaCroix is with us as well. She What she does is she does the lending for Habitat for Humanity. Okay. So maybe, Chris, you can start and kind of just tell us what, what it's all about. Well, you know, a lot of people know about Habitat for Humanity. They might have been out on a site with their company or their church uh, building, uh, you know, hammering away, whether they know how to hammer or not. Uh, <clears throat> Habitat for Humanity uh, is uh, in the business of helping people achieve the American dream of owning their own home. Folks for whom that dream was out of reach, but for the fact that Habitat was there and able to provide them a loan so that they could uh, they could do that, working uh, to help build their house, uh, putting sweat equity into the in, into the house alongside the the volunteers that join. Uh, and we've served over twelve hundred families in the last uh, you know thirty plus years. That Habitat is that how long it's been around? Well, Habitat Twin Cities, uh, as it's constituted, uh, Habitat uh, for Humanity International has been around for for many decades. Wow. Started, started started many years ago down in uh, in Georgia, Americus, uh, Georgia. Everybody thinks Jimmy Carter started it. He didn't. He did. Uh, but he's our he's our number one volunteer. <laughs> he and Rosalind. Sure. Um, and uh, it, it's just a, it's an amazing organization uh, that really truly changes the lives for the families that ultimately get a home through Habitat for Humanity. Yeah, like you said, it's not just in, in Minnesota, the United States, but it's all over the place. I mean, we were talking before the show that, uh, you know, you guys are, I mean, it's 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 Somalia, it's everywhere. Well, it, it is a, it's a really interesting organization because people think it started uh, or just as in the United States, but it actually started building uh, houses in, uh, in what was then uh, the Congo um, many, many years ago. And then someone in San Antonio, Texas said, hey, we, you know, we'll help you build houses over, you know, across the across the ocean. But we have a need here in our own community and then expand it to Florida. Uh, but it was a very organic process. So wherever there was, I said, two or more gathered in a church basement, they could say, well, we're, we want to do that too. And so at one point there were almost 2,000 chapters of Habitat for Humanity affiliates across the country. It's down now closer to 1,300. There are 28 affiliates in the state of Minnesota. Uh, it happens, though, that Twin Cities Habitat for Humanity is probably one of the largest in the country, certainly in the top five. 
uh, we produce more homes. Uh, on average, we have uh, we produce, build, or, or substantially rehab 50 homes a year. Uh, and in addition to that, we have now a new uh, product where people can go out, work with a real estate agent, go out into the open market, uh, work with Habitat to qualify for a Habitat-issued mortgage uh, that makes it affordable for that family, uh, and then they can go buy in the open market. So it's really expanded our ability to serve families. Last year we went from our, our average of 50 to we closed on 92 mortgages last year. We hope to close on 110 this year, uh, and we hope that that grows in the future. Hmm. Now, Jen, that's the ones you deal with, right? That, on the is, mortgages? that is my so, neck of the woods. Yeah, so is there income requirements then for these mortgages? Or? So Habitat for Humanity, um, our lending department is a fully owned subsidiary of Habitat, but we are a separate division, so we operate a lot like uh, many of the lenders around the metro, with the difference being that we're really focused on the affordability gap right now in the Twin Cities, seven-county area. Um, we do have lending requirements. Um, they are a little bit different than your standard lender requirements, and at the same time, they hold true some of the same things that we're always looking for. At Habitat, we're looking for around a 620 credit score. We focus on first-time homebuyers. So Minnesota does a really good job with their first-time homebuyers. Uh, around the country, we are um, the highest ranked for having uh, homeownership here in Minnesota. However, we're falling you know, just a little bit short for um, having a racial gap. That uh, We've got 77% of our Minnesotans are uh, white homeowners. We're only 24% are people of color. So um, that's uh, an area that we focus on in our lending department. Um, we've got a lot of the same um, requirements as most lenders, but we've got a lot of great things that most lenders don't have. I offer a 3% interest rate on our mortgages with no down payment and no MI, which is pretty huge. I see your eyes getting big, as <laughs> they should. I, what? I, Say that again. 3%, no mortgage insurance? Chris, Chris is thinking of applying himself. <laughs> so, right, right? He wants to know exactly what the requirements are. Uh, yeah, 3%, no MI. So it's uh, first-time buyer, though? It is a first-time home buyer that I want living in the seven-county metro area. Okay. But does that first-time home buyer, is that someone that just hasn't owned a home in, in like, three, three years? You got okay. it. Yeah. Okay. That, you know, kind of the same as most of those lenders out there. We're looking for 620 credit scores. We work with folks at 580. The great part about Habitat is we have a couple of different ways that we bring people in. They come to my department after they've been through our intake and our uh, – financial planner department. So they meet with people. If they don't have that 620 credit score, we're going to get them there. So, so cre- credit scores are affected in different ways, you know, and obviously there's foreclosures and short sales that mm-hmm. p- people might have had. Um, is th- Are they still eligible? They are three years after a foreclosure, about two years after bankruptcy, and we like to see some reestablished credit. So, you know, at Habitat for Humanity, with our lending uh, team in place, we not only uh, originate all of uh, our own loans, uh, we also service them. So at Habitat for Humanity, we're there at the beginning of the process and then throughout the process for our home buyers. And it's important to us that we are creating homeownership that is going to keep people in sustainable, affordable, safe housing. And in order to do that, we keep things going on the tail end of things with our servicing department as well. So again, we operate like a lot of lenders looking for a 620 credit score. We want you living in the seven county metro for the past year. First time home buyer being in the past three years. So, you know, falling along the same lines as other lenders out there. I want you in the same line of work for about a year. Um, that's probably the difference. Um, we can't have any change of employment. And I know a lot of employers will let you change. We're kind of sticklers about the employment, depending, you know, each circumstance being different. And we do work hand-in-hand with uh, Minnesota Housing. So in addition to our first subsidy being 
that 3% interest rate with no MI. Then we work in tandem with Twin Cities, Habitat for Humanity, and Minnesota Housing, other places to pull in different subsidies. So if you come to me as a first-time home buyer, what we're finding right now is there's a huge affordability gap out right, you know, in the seven-county metro. Um, the area median income, you know, for Twin Cities doesn't really support what our first-time home buyers are paying for a home. We were up to two sixty-five in February for our average home. It's pretty significant. It's a six point two jump from last year at this time. So what yeah. that means for every Minnesotan is twelve to fifteen thousand dollars additional in purchasing a home. So when we're looking at this, we really focus on keeping our clients at thirty percent. Um, uh, of their overall gross income that goes towards their mortgage payment. In doing that, sometimes we can't hit the market 3% interest, so we bring in and layer some subsidies. We do that through Minnesota Housing, Twin Cities Habitat for Humanity, different things that are available throughout the year, and we increase their purchasing power. So in addition to that great affordable mortgage, we're usually, like right now, my, my folks that are coming in, I'm throwing about an additional $35,000 in subsidies towards their offering price. Oh, that's oh. neat. I know we have to take a break, but just briefly before we do go, if you're just joining us, uh, Chris Coleman and Jen LaCroix are in studio uh, with Chris Rooney, and I want to ask uh, Mr. Mayor, what what got you into the Twin Cities habitat? Well, you know, I, as a, as mayor, I was you know obviously focused in on how we could build a stronger community, how we could make sure that everyone in our community was thriving and our, our families were strong. And we looked at you know education, we looked at jobs, we looked at all of the things that make a family successful. But what it came down to was, was without that foundation of a of a of a home without the uh, knowing where you're going to sleep at night. A child can't do well in school unless they have that kind of stability in their lives that comes with home ownership. Uh, I mean, it can come with a rental unit, but obviously home ownership not only provides that stability, it provides equity that uh, can grow over the years and, and provide, you know, for many of us, the only equity that we have, the only savings that we have is in our, is in our home. Uh, and so what I realized is all the things that we've been working on are so much built on the foundation of that, of that stability of a home uh, that I, you know, when given the opportunity to be a part of this, uh, you know, this incredible mission of Habitat for Humanity, uh, I jumped at the chance. That's great. We'll continue with this story today here on the Real Estate Show on CCO. Stay with us. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to our Real Estate Show here on CCO on this Saturday morning. In studio, if you just join us, besides, well, Andy's taking the day off today. But uh, Chris Rooney's in studio with uh, former Mayor Chris Coleman and Jen LaCroix. We're talking about Twin Cities Habitat for Humanity and uh, Chris Rooney, before we broke, uh, uh, Chris Coleman was mentioning some statistics that kind of had me dumbfounded. Uh, let's let's bring in the audience on this. Yeah. Well, you know the, the the top five professions, the top five, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, how do you say it, the most in demand jobs in the Twin Cities uh, don't pay enough to for that person to afford uh, an average two bedroom uh, apartment in the Twin Cities. You know, so the cost of housing is just skyrocketing. Incomes haven't gone up. Uh, but if you think about, you know, if you if you went to the doctor's office and someone drew blood from you, uh, that person's working hard. They're probably making somewhere in the forty thousand, fifty thousand dollar a year range, maybe. Um, that person could work through Habitat for Humanity to buy a house, a truck driver, a school bus driver. Those jobs that you know people are working very very hard, um, but you know for the average person, home ownership is unattainable. unobtainable. So we're really working with employers. We're working to get the word out. Uh, we have a campaign called Buy with Habitat. Uh, you can go to the website buywithhabitat.org, 
uh, and begin the process to see if you're eligible for a Habitat uh, mortgage. And, and if you are, that, that dream of owning a home that seems so out of reach for people uh, becomes a reality. Some of those people, those jobs you mentioned, are working just one job. There are multiple jobs in some cases. They're working multiple jobs. Their spouse is working multiple jobs. You know, their kids are bringing, you know, this, you know, that's, you know, one of the kind of myths of Habitat is that we build houses and we give them to people. We don't give them to people. They ha- they have a mortgage, uh, you know, as Jen has just outlined, the eligibility requirements for that mortgage. Uh, they not only have to pay the mortgage, but they also put money into a fund to uh, to make sure that down the road, if there's some repairs that need to be made to the home, they have an act, they have resources for that. We we set our families up for success, uh, and and as a matter of fact, we have less than a one percent default rate on the loans that we issue through Habitat for Humanity. That's unheard of. That's fantastic. Uh, it, it, because but it is because of the work that we do to make sure that our families understand what it means to be a homeowner. They go through training. They learn how to fix leaky toilets. They learn how to fix doors. It's all the things that my wife wishes I had learned <laughs> how to do thirty years ago. Uh, unfortunately, didn't. Uh, I, I'm learning a little bit now. That's the nice thing about the new job is I get to go out on site every once in a while and and do some construction. But uh, but we really this is it's an amazing organization that does incredible work. Uh, and and helps those families that you can't believe when we turn over the keys to a house at our dedication ceremonies, uh, those kids that are running around and, and saying, oh, my gosh, I have a bedroom. I have a place that I can do my homework in. I have this is my house. This is my yard. Uh, it, it is just about, you know, as much joy as you can have seeing that happen. What was that website again? Buywithhabitat.org. Buywithhabitat.org. Yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting when you talked about like putting money away and teaching them how to do maintenance and stuff. And that's what we're starting to find now that people are, we're still, we're getting back into some short sales now. And what it was is everyone, you know, that purchased, you know, they bought it at the high time and they never put money into it because they always were underwater. And then what's what's happening now is with the short sales is that it's because of that deferred maintenance. If you don't take care of your house and that, that little leaky toilet turns into, Hey, we have to redo that bathroom. It's just, Forget that now, Chris Coleman. Your your wife also is uh, in in my little industry here. She is. She, she is. is. Yeah, she's yeah. Uh, at, at Connie's uh, real estate agent over at the Adina office on Grand Avenue in St. Paul. There in St. Paul, she's been there for uh, over fifteen years, I think it is now. And um, you know, as you when I I was uh, getting out of politics at the time, of course, it didn't last. But you know, she thought, well, since you aren't working weekends all the time, I might as well. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, but, isn't that uh, the truth? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Jen, so I, from a, a realtor on the other side, if I have a listing and, and your buyer's coming in and I see this pre-approval come across and it says all these things, I mean, I'm going to be like, I don't know about that. It seems too good to be true. Um, you know, what what's happening? I mean, how are you getting out to the realtors? Well, interestingly enough, uh, first, my, my pre-approval pre-approvals, excuse me, look just like everybody else's. We're just like, you know, the same as as everyone else's pre-approvals. But you're right. The minute they see Habitat for Humanity, I get a lot of phone calls. Um, and I welcome that because I'm, I'm happy to educate everybody and, and proud of the work that we're doing. But we do an outreach program uh, through Habitat the second Tuesday of every month. Um, same website. You can go with to buy with Habitat uh, and go onto our realtor page and register for that. So we also go out into a lot of the real estate offices and do a lot of outreach there and just do the presentation to really uh, showcase what we have to offer uh, as far as first-time homebuyers. And we work in tandem, actually, with a lot of other lenders as well. So, you know, everybody's always welcome at the table. 
there's always room for everybody and what I can't do here at Habitat to help people because we do have limitations. We are looking at capping out our purchase price at three twenty eight two. Uh, so there's a lot of um, people that we aren't going to be able to help because perhaps they're over in income and I, I can't uh, do the financing on their mortgage. So um, that's kind of right now what we're working on as far as trying to educate folks and just get the word out for agents like yourself um, that if they're interested, that's they really want to start with the buywithhabitat.org because we've got a great website set up that's pretty not, You've got a really good bank partner that's sure uh, funding the mortgages as well. Yeah, and, you know, we – we work in tandem with Bremer, and again, we service all of our own um, loans. We actually work as well with uh, Sunrise Banks, a local bank in St. Paul. They do a lot of our underwriting for us. Um, so it's really a community effort that's coming straight from folks that uh, live and work here in Minnesota as well. So it's, it's really fun to be a part of that team. Okay. I'll tell you what, I know we have to head out of here to our bottom of the hour break, but Mr. Mayor, give us that website again so people can find out more. Buywithhabitat.org. Uh, please go to the website and see if you're eligible. And, and just because you think that uh, home ownership is unobtainable, it might be through Habitat for Humanity. Pretty exciting for a lot of people. It's it's a great it's a great uh, service to the community. Thank you both for all your great work. Yeah. And, all, you. and all of your colleagues as well. Thank you. Right. Thank good you. deal. It's good to see you. Thanks for coming out on this rainy Saturday. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our real estate show. I was going to say Chris and Andy are here, but uh, well, we do, we do have Chris a Chris and Andy. And Andy. We have Chris Rooney, and the, but it's not the Andy that we know and love. I it's mean, not. it is, but it's wow. Not. I've known this Andy longer, though. Wow. No that kidding. Kind of yeah. Andy, Andy Hubble. Andy Hubble. I didn't really uh, mean that, Andy Hubble. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, we uh, we actually played baseball together at, in college. Go Huskies. First against okay. each other, then with each other. So. Right. So oh. you know a lot about each other. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. For another show, though. Keep it quiet, yes. Andy. All right. right. What are we going right. to chat about this time? Well, I'll tell you what. In out there in the we're gonna we're gonna skip from we're talking about first time buyers. Now we're kind of moving yeah. to the the upper bracket buyers. And um, what happens sometimes in in negotiations? And let's just say, I mean, it's funny because me and Andy were talking about it. He had a situation where uh, agent had a, a a listing, and it was what was it six hundred and uh, six forty, six hundred forty thousand. Yeah, and he'd he'd be getting some offers, but none of them came together. And then his highest offers were like five ninety nine. Yeah, like five ninety nine. And so, what? Uh, why don't you go ahead and just kind of say what you? Well, the interesting suggested. thing about that situation was that it was this was back in December, and I don't know if anybody remembers because, like all of us, our, our memories are short. But back in December, rates were over five percent, and uh, you know, at that time, I had all kinds of buyers who I had pre-approved and, and things like that. And, but then you pre-approve somebody at in the low fours, and then they spend two months looking at houses at 640000 to use this as our example. And then all of a sudden, you're like, well, rates are at five and a quarter, and your payment's going to be this. And they're like, oh, oh, what am I supposed to do now, buy a house for five hundred when I've been looking at houses for two months at six hundred? And the same is true whether you're looking at two eighty five or and that's what happened to the sellers. That's what is happened. Is that the, their buyers got knocked out of their, their range. Yeah. And so now so we've got we a way to figure it out. was, you know, the, the, the buyers were like, look, we're, we're coming in every – the highest offers they were getting, and they had several of them, were at five ninety nine, And so we're talking – I mean, that's a $40,000 hit for your seller. You know, the buyers think about it as, well, my payment needs to be inside this box, which, you know, $40,000 on your payment might be, you know, whatever, $100. But to the seller, it's $40,000. So – what we did was we um, – it's a strategy that's been around forever, um, but we haven't talked about it in years because rates have been so low. So, And it works no matter what the rates are. We did a seller buy-down, and, and we – you know, I went to my side's 
I went to the listing agent who, you know, I didn't have anything to do with the deal, but the listing agent was a friend of mine who I work with and I work with his clients. And I said, you know, what about this? And I laid it out for him. I said, you can, as a counter offer to the 599, you can offer to buy the buyer's rate down to four and a quarter. So they bought the rate down three quarters of a percent. I don't remember the exact numbers, but it cost the seller, I want to say, in the neighborhood of under 10000 to do so. So they were still able to pay them the 640 but they got the payment that they, they wanted. They paid 640 They got the payment that they wanted. In fact, their payment was $75 less than if our sellers had agreed to sell them the house at $599. Then some people might say, from a buyer perspective, saying, well, well, that's that's great for the seller. I mean, they're still making the 40000 I want a better deal. But in reality, right. in the end... In the, end, a lot pay, in the end, the bottom line is this, is that to use those numbers again, the bottom line is you're going to, you know, you're, we're talking about these, these were folks who were putting 20 to 25% down. Um, but regardless of the numbers, you're going to pay a lot less over time to borrow what you need at 640 at the lower interest rate. Because the way interest works and the way the amortization schedule works, the interest over time adds up. So at the end of the day... You pay six forty, and you buy the rate down. You pay less for the house than if you had paid five ninety nine. Exactly, paid market it, rate. It's just a different way of looking at it. It is, you know. And every, I think everyone. I mean, well, we all are. We're like we have a short memory, yeah. but we're also very short sighted. And saying that, you know what? That's six forty. I need to get it for six hundred to be able to get the great deal. But what you what you guys did is you structured a deal that hey, it got the seller cleared out at around six thirty. You know, because they had to pay ten thousand those closing costs, but yep. then yet save that buyer, got them into their payment, and then over time, that yeah. that thirty thousand that they think they're you know between the six thirty and the six hundred, yeah. that's going to probably triple. Yeah, it's probably yeah. ninety, a hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's incredible, and and uh, you know, a lot of people, like I said, like we were talking during the break, you did. It's it's this isn't a new idea. I mean, buying down the rate's been around forever, but a couple things have happened, and over the last. He was or since the early 2000s. I mean, once rates were in the sixes, um, but for the most part, rates have been historically low as long as I've been doing this, really. So it's not something that anybody has really talked about. And then you also have, you know, umpteen financial gurus on all the cable channels who are saying, well, you shouldn't buy points and it's foolish. And the truth is, if you're in, a, if you're in an environment where rates are going down, you know, buying points probably isn't a very good idea. But at the same time, in this situation... This is something where the buyer wasn't buying the points. The seller was. Yeah. And I think the other part is is that people need to look at their each their own individual situation. Absolutely. You know, and there's a lot of people that are planning to stay in that house maybe five years, but they're yeah. getting a 30-year mortgage. Yes. You know, and that's yes. kind of silly, but they haven't been told or haven't been, you know, properly uh, vetted, really. Right. It is silly. And, and I run across that a lot. I mean, there's some people I, I have buyers all the time. And I always ask that question, well, how long – there's two different questions too. How long do you plan to be in the house? How long do you plan to have this mortgage? Most people, when they're getting ready to buy, they, they're not thinking about that. Um, and then when they say, well, this is our first home or whatever the case may be, we're going to have this – we're going to be here you know, no, five years, no more than seven. We yeah. really should be talking about doing an arm. But so many people, especially after all the publicity for the meltdown, and for good reasons, uh, there were some really ugly – arms that were done back in those days, but the arms that are there now, conventional arms are great products, but you say arm to people and their hair starts on fire totally. and they run out of your Because office. they think it's going to switch every day. Right. Out, you know, right. and the reality is, it's I mean, just about explaining how it works. Yeah. There's adjustable rates that don't switch for seven years, right? You know, 10 years, five years, right? 
Uh, so I know people don't understand it, but I think the other thing is too, let's just say someone's going in a uh, new construction home. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they didn't finish the basement, didn't finish the deck, mm-hmm. but that's what they were planning on going to be doing later right. on. I mean, th- that's another mortgage all in itself. I mean, from a lender perspective, you need to know all of that information to be able to help them Absolutely. do that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you want to, like I, I have people who I'm, I'm working with a client right now who's considering a buying a property with a renovation loan. We kind of in the industry, we now kind of laughingly refer to it as the HGTV loan, you know, because that's what it is. Totally. I mean, you go in and you buy it. I mean, everybody loves those shows. I love them. But even my wife would turn to me when we, you know, we're watching, you know, the Magnolia couple down in Austin, who's my particular That's favorite. Chip and Joanna. Yeah, Chip yeah. and Joanne, yeah. right. Her names are escaping me. But and my wife would turn around and say, well, how do you pay for that? I mean, how do you, do you just, so I start explaining it to her. And of course, her eyes glaze over and she's like, all right, the show's back on. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, those renovation loans can be very useful too, if you're looking at a certain type of property. Yeah, and those are ones that I mean, there's there's certain requirements in there. There are. First yep. of all, you have to use a contractor, so you can't do it on your own. Yeah, you, you're not doing sweat equity. You're you're using a contractor. The contractor, and you can't just say. And I went through this with my client the other day. He's like, "Well, I know a contractor, and he's great." I said, "Okay, we'll call him up and ask him if he's ever worked with renovation financing, because there are some hoops he's got to jump through that he might not like." Um, so that's part of it too. And then this time of year, uh, especially in our climate. It can be t- – you might have a contractor It's like, yeah, I'll do it for sure. I can start working November 1st because I'm booked until then. Yeah. And that can be a problem. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, there's no problem that you can't get by. It's just about figuring yeah. out how to do it. And I think sometimes in the industry, I mean, that's – these renovation loans are actually a good way in which to buy a property that's maybe been sitting for a while. Yeah. You know, because everyone's jumping at the first ones that come on and they're all the Chip and Joanna houses and they're grabbing them all. Yep. But you can make Chip and Joanna – you know, but it, it might not just have the prettiest look right now, but these renovation loans could be able to get that because some people, right. hey, I don't have the money to do it after the fact. Right, right. And that's the thing, too, is that you have to finance it. If you Not a lot of people say, well, I can buy it and get a loan and then spend X to fix it later. Yeah. And, Denny, before we go to yeah. break, I want to tell people that all our guests now, I got them, we, you know, you always ask, hey, how do you get all the people? Yeah, yeah. So we did WCCO Real Estate Show. If you go to that, WCCORealEstateShow.com. You'll find out all about uh, the Habitat for Humanity. Then you'll get Andy's information, too, and it talks about everything that we went on. And other future guests, too, as we have. Oh, good. And again, that's WCCORealEstateShow.com. Wait a minute. You guys have other guests? (laughs) I thought it was just you told me it was just me. Not today. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's take this break. We'll uh, have more show to come here on CCO. Yeah, good morning. Welcome back to our real estate show here on News Talk A3OWCCO. Chris and Andy here, but not the Chris and Andy if you're just tuning in late yes. that you uh, normally hear here. He talks as much as that other Andy, though, I think. <laughs> but he makes sense. <laughs> well, here's a shout out for Andy Prasky because, and I don't even know Andy, but when I put it on Facebook, you know, so that people would know and listen, you know, my friends or whatever, one of my baseball cohorts from North Hennepin, not from St. Cloud, Texts me back right away, and he goes, is this the Andy Prasky show? Oh. <laughs> he called it the Andy Prasky show? Oh, I think geez. he just said, is this with Andy Prasky? Oh, okay. I'm the one who called it the Andy Prasky show. But this show. is another so I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> this is Andy Hubble with uh, Amac Home Loans. Yes. Uh, he's been a lender uh, in the here of the Twin Cities uh, for how long? Oh, my gosh. I know. 17 it? years? 17 years. And we're talking seller buy-down, and we talked about it in the last thing. But I 
let's get some real numbers here. Okay. I know we put on that WCCO real estate show. Yep. We've actually got the example here that we're going to talk about. Yeah, there's so a lot of, of numbers here. And as I was joking with Chris over the break, this is great radio, just talking about numbers over and over because everybody at home is. But and I, So the one we put up on the website is, is an example for a $500,000 purchase. But the truth is these numbers bear out regardless of what point price point you're at. So if you've got a $500,000 listing, and let's just say – you know, if you're the listing agent, Chris, and it's not moving. All yep, right. it's listed at five hundred thousand. Nothing's right. happening. So you, so I'm a buyer, and I come in and I say, you know, my I talk to my agent. I'm like, look, they've been on the market for a while. It's not listing. Let's offer them four seventy five. So yep. for your client, the lister, that's going to cost them twenty five thousand dollars. Correct. So as a counter, what you could do is say, look, my buyer can't, my seller can't go that low. But here's what we can offer: we will buy down the rate for your buyer. You still pay five hundred thousand dollars for the house full price, but we're going to give you and buy down the rate from four and a half, which is where the rates are now, down to 3.75. So what that does is it lowers the payment. Instead of lowering it $100, if you sold me the house for 475, then my payment would be $100 less than if I paid full price, $101. Now I'm going to pay full price, but you're going to help me buy down the interest rate from four and a half to 3.75. Right. My payment just went down $174. Oh, wow. So my payment's $74 lower. And instead of costing your client twenty five thousand, it only costs them eight thousand. So it's a win for both sides. Right. It's a way to bridge that gap. So how does how does that buyer end up uh, kind of feeling really good about it? Yeah, and uh, I get that question a lot. I'm like, well, that's great. The payment is very important, obviously, but I don't want to overpay for the house. Well, first of all, I mean, all your realtor has done is due diligence. Okay, so it's always going to be a range. But the bottom line is, in this scenario. Over the life of the loan, on 30 years, if you pay $500,000 at 3.75, you're going to pay $46,000 less in interest than if you bought it for 475 and paid four and a half. Yeah, but no one stays in those mortgages for 30 years. But most of that savings is in the first 10 years. Explain because we all know, that? well, when you amortize a 30-year loan, okay, the interest is all front-loaded. If you look at an amortization schedule, you're paying almost, well, not almost all of it, but you're paying a good chunk of it in the first 10 years. So most of that savings is in the first 10 years. And I do these analysis for clients and I'll go, you know, we'll go deep and down the rabbit hole and I'll show them the numbers. And if anybody wanted to see it, I can show them. That's good stuff. Are you interested, Denny? Yeah, this is, I mean, there have been a lot of numbers here, but they're, but they're, you know, my eyes have not glazed over. It's inter- no, I interesting you, stuff. My wife's asleep yeah. right now. She's like, oh, here he goes again. But, but it is, a, it's another way. And I mean, and that's also called marketing and getting with yeah. people that know what the heck they're doing. Yeah. And then it makes sense of it, you know, and that's what we have to do as realtors. We got to be able yeah. to sell that. And, uh, you know, in, in the end, I, I think everything you said is, is right on. Uh, from actually on both sides of it too, right? Is that kind of like, hey, you know what? No, I just don't. I don't want to overpay for that house. But yeah. what is what? What are you doing? I mean, a lot of people uh, buy a house at two hundred thousand. Say, hey, I want closing costs. We have to add them up on on top. You know, right. so it's now it's two hundred and six thousand dollars. Right. Well, maybe that house isn't worth two hundred and six thousand because right. they would have taken two hundred thousand if you'd pay your own closing costs. So, lots of different ways in which to play this. Yeah, the there are. I and I and I get this question too because you, you there do, you know, there there are scenarios where, you know, this might not work. Um on a, a, only because there has to be, you know, somebody has to give something. You know, yeah. if, you're, if you're like I I get a lot of clients who come in first time home buyers especially and if they, if we know already, hey, if I'm going to buy a house, I have the down payment, but I need the seller to pay my closing costs for me. Right. Well, okay. I mean, there's only so much money that the seller's going to part with. But a lot of the times with this, and especially when the rates were up, like back in December, 
rates were at five and a quarter. The analogy I use for rates is like gas prices. They yeah. they pop up, and if your gas tank's full, you're like, wow, gas is at two ninety. I'm not buying it. But if your gas tank's empty, you got to get gas. It doesn't matter. And True. when people need to buy a home, they need to buy a home. Yep. Um, so you know, there's ways to make that work. And we're seeing interest rates. They are. They're playing kind of all over the place. They're kind of moving up and down a little. But yeah, actually, real strong though right now. Oh, very strong. Very strong. Um, you know, back in December, they, they were, and it's not like they shot up over five. It was a, it was a slow crawl up to five. And, and most of the stuff, most of the, the you know, the pundits, you know, like Inman and, and everybody else, and, and we're still early in 2019, but most of, most everybody in the industry kind of thought, okay, in 2019, we're going to be in the fives. And then right. everything kind of happened with China and the trade deal. And there's a lot of uncertainty with the, with the financial markets worldwide. And all of a sudden rates start to come down. Um, and now they're back down in the mid to low fours. How long are they going to stay there? I don't know. It's hard to say. But for now, it's 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 pretty consistent. Yeah, nope, it's true. I was, you know, you both guys have been in the business for a while, and given the internet, and I know there's a lot of misinformation you can find there too. But you find your respective clients are more aware now. Are they? Are they? I don't want to say make it easier for your job, mm-hmm. your jobs to get it done, the, the sales and the purchases. And the mortgages, and are they smarter? I guess is the word, more informed. I think I think so, definitely. I think what has happened in the real estate industry is that you're showing them a lot less houses now. I mean, from a buyer standpoint, right? You you know because they're doing a lot of their deciding on the internet and saying, nope, I don't want that. Let's go look at these. Right. So they've already seen those. So you, that's a big thing. I mean, I, I mean, showing thirty houses to a client in the old days was nothing. Right. I mean, showing ten to someone now. Is like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we had to show that many houses. Right, because they can weed down the yeah. choices themselves. And on the lending side, I definitely think people are smarter, but there also is some misunderstanding because there's so much information that just gets thrown at people. And when you think about, especially what you see on the on the internet about interest rates, and I get this from clients a lot. You know, we're you know we're four or five days from closing, and they're like, oh, I saw on the internet that rates should be you know X. I'm like, yeah, but you know, don't forget, you only put three percent down. And this and that, and we're doing this and that. you know, there's there's a lot that goes into it. Um, so whoever you know your lender is, and whoever you're working with, you just gotta figure if you you know it's it's okay to say, well, this is what I heard, but then listen to their answer. Yeah, so and that, I think everybody's situation is different. Absolutely, and it's everyone's. Oh, I want the lowest interest rate I possibly can get, but kind of think about the whole situation and kind of where you're going with it. And then, uh, you know, pick the program that's best for you. Yeah. And I think that's what a good lender does. It, it Absolutely. evaluates that, asks questions. He or she asks questions uh, to be able to find out, you know, hey, th- this is probably the best route for you to go. Ultimately, yeah. it's that client's uh, decision and what they want to do. Yeah. But at least they have the decision. Yeah, and what I always do with every client as well is I do a total cost analysis, which is just kind of an in-depth here are your options. They're going to be in writing. You're going to see them side by side. And then, you know, typically speaking, the best option for you is going to jump right out at you. All right. You know what? We're just about out of time. Should we do our usual close and say, how do we get in touch with each well, one of you? we're going to that WCCO Real Estate Show. Okay, for sure. WCCO. All right. Yeah. Let's do it again. What is it again? WCCO Real Estate Show. One word. Yep. It's Real Estate Show. WCCO Real Estate Show dot com. Yep. And Mr. Hubble. With Amac Home Loans? Amac Home Loans. People get a hold of you. I can be reached by email at andy at andyhubble.com. That's two B's and two L's. Hubble is two B's and two L's, not like the telescope. (laughs) A-N-D-Y-H-U-B-B-E-L-L.com. All right, very good. We have to head out of here. We'll have more show next week. We hope you join us then.